That Jesus is so many things to us. Jesus is the bread of life. Is the light of the world. Amen. Is our shepherd. Is the only entrance to get to God. Hallelujah. We, for a very long time, the church dwells so much on sin and salvation. And I almost said this sometimes ago that I'm tired of hearing about sin. Because sin is not a problem. Sin has been death with. Jesus already completed it. Jesus paid the price. He finished it. But there is something before sin. There was a plan before sin came in. There was a purpose for our lives. There was a vision that God had from the beginning before Genesis chapter 3. And when you go back to Genesis, you see that plan. In Genesis chapter 1, can you give me Genesis chapter 1 in message translation? Genesis chapter 1. And I'm going to be very fast because this is, this is going to be a very long, long, long time <laughs> for us to come up to speed. Because we have dwelled so long where we are. And it's going to take a minute. And I believe that God will give us speed so that we can catch up. Amen? So, wherever we're able to touch as we continue, um, we will trust the Holy Spirit to help us along the way. But give me Genesis. Oh, you're there. Good. Genesis chapter 1, beginning from... Um, okay, so that's good. Let's jump to, okay, let's, let's start from there. First, this, God created heaven and the earth. Hallelujah. I'm going to talk briefly about the heaven before I begin to talk about the light. The Bible said God created the heaven and the earth. We are familiar with that. Some few things that I want to point out about the work of creation. And I, I will hope that God will help us to write this in the tables of our heart. Before the earth was created, the heaven was created first. God dwells in heaven. He was operating in heaven when he was creating the earth. So there was heaven, a perfect place. So as God began to create the earth, the Bible talks about the problem that was in the earth that God wanted to create. It was without form. It does not look like heaven. And it's void. There's nothing in it. And God began with light. Before I can do what I have to do, I need light. He created light. That was the first thing, the first day. Then God, 
created the firmament. If you look at the Hebrew word of the word firmament, it's like an extension, an expansion, a divide. What God did was to create a territorial demarcation between the heaven and the earth. He wanted to expand his kingdom in heaven to the earth. That was God's intention. He wanted to create an earth that looks like heaven. That's what the firmament represents. The second day God created the firmament to create that territorial demarcation. That this is the heaven and this is the earth. You see that created in the second day. The first light was created. I want you to pay attention to that. There was light that was created. You can, you can scroll down. I, I, I don't want to spend time in reading the scripture. I want you to read it. But once the firmament was created, there was a territorial demarcation. True. But there also remained a link between the heaven and the earth. And God demonstrated that in day four. The Bible said, he said, he created lights with plural, S, lights. It's different from the first light, let there be light. The first light was Jesus Christ, let there be light. The second light, here the Bible said, the moon, the sun, the stars. Those are us. So when Jesus said, I am the light and ye are the light, it began in the creation. It started from the work of creation. The first light and then lights. Can you scroll down there? Verse number seven of there about. Uh, God made sky separate. Yes, yes, yes. Go down. Um, okay, don't worry about it. Let's, let's just read 14. Yes, that should be right. Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and the whole night yard. But I'm interested in verse number 17. And God set them in the firmament of heaven, giving light upon the earth. And to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from darkness. Without light, light one and light two. You follow me? There is going to be perpetual darkness in the earth. And God will not be able to do what he wanted to do. So he ensured there was light, Jesus. And because the earth God wanted to create is the earth. It's large. So, he knew there would be need for more lights. So, he created the second lights. And he said, the light will give illumination to the earth. And guess what? Where is that light? In the firmament of heaven. Are you with me so far? So, 
after the light was created. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, God now said, let's bring man into the picture. Let us make man, human beings, in our image. Pay attention to this. This is before the fall. Before the Adamic sin. Make them reflecting our nature. So they can be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the earth, the cattle. And yes, earth itself. And every animal that moves on the face of the earth. When God created human beings, he has a purpose in mind. Because he wanted to create an earth that resembles the heaven. So he decided to create the likeness of those who live in heaven. That's why he said, let us make man in our image so that they can reflect our nature in this earth we want to create. Why? Because the earth is supposed to be an extension an expansion of the heaven. Have you thought about what Jesus said when he, he was teaching us how to pray? Thy will be done in heaven as it is in the earth. Uh, thy will be done on earth as it is in the heaven. Thank you. Have you thought about that? Because the earth is an extension of the kingdom of God in heaven. So God said, let us create man so that they can reflect our image, reflect our nature in the earth. So the purpose of God creating us human beings was for us to reflect God's nature here on earth so that when anyone sees me, they see God. I reflect his image when you look at yourself in the mirror, what do you see? You see a reflection of yourself. So the earth was supposed to be filled with a reflection of God. Man, woman were created to be a reflection of God, to live here on earth. Are you with me so far? So this purpose has not changed. Even though after Genesis chapter 3 when men fell, the purpose has not changed. It's this the same thing. That's why when Jesus came for redemption, which we have preached so far, which is great, he said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. He went back to the beginning of creation. So that we can begin to continue the work we started. So when I become born again, all of a sudden the work that stopped in Genesis chapter 3 was reactivated. What was that work? It was a work with purpose. To manifest, to reflect the nature of God in the earth. Are you with me so far? So, 
when Jesus said, I am the light and ye are the light, I'm going to come through it quickly. What is he saying? If any man be in Christ, is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. It took us back to creation. So, this purpose, this goal that God had in mind, is what Jesus came back to restore, to reactivate the goal of having God-like men and women in the earth. God has not abandoned that goal. He will never abandon it. So, God is in the business of having God-like men, God-like women in the earth. So, our purpose is that. But how is it going to happen? Hallelujah. The same way God solved the problem of darkness when he began to create the earth is the same way this purpose is going to manifest. Light was the solution. Jesus Christ, the light, was the solution. And he is going to be the solution also to ensure that this happened. If you study creation very well, you notice that God began with Adam. He began the work of creation with Adam, right? So there was a relationship between Adam and God. The Bible actually mentioned that in the cool of the day, God will go down into the garden and fellowship with Adam. You with me so far? Um, is anyone unfamiliar with creation so that we can read? Because that's the reason I'm not reading the scripture. Anyone unfamiliar with creation? Because we can go back and be reading those scriptures. Amen? So there was a relationship between Adam and God. In the first creation, right? The same way. In the new creation, there has to be a relationship between Jesus and me. In order to fulfill this purpose. It's the same thing. You can literally put Jesus this side and put the first creation work this side. And you match them one to one. So there was relationship between God and Adam. Now, in our dispensation, there had to be a relationship between us and Jesus if we're going to fulfill God's purpose. The purpose of having God-like men and women to cover the earth. Because God is bigger than an individual. His vision is more than one person. He wants to see the earth filled with God-like men and women. That has to begin to change our thinking. Okay? There was a relationship. And that relationship was what was distorted when sin came in. The relationship was broken. So, during the first creation in Genesis chapter 3, and it was restored. 
when Jesus was introduced. Right? In Genesis, while God was creating the earth, after creating man, what else did God do? Let me see that I'm just not talking that people here understand the work of creation. After creating man, what was the next thing God did? I'm sorry? After creating man in Genesis, what else did he do with man? He gave him domino, yes. What else did he do? Before he gave him a woman, he did something. Garden, yes. Partnership. Partnership. <laughs> That's the word I'm looking for. There was a partnership between Adam and God in the first creation. And the partnership, you know, was very smooth. It was a relationship-based partnership. Adam and God were very close, very cordial. And as that partnership begins, God said, you know what? In my work of creation, I'm going to create work. He created a garden. He created a garden. And the Bible said he puts Adam there. So God and Adam were having a relationship. That relationship translates to, it was a spiritual relationship. It translates to business relationship. You can read it. It's in the scripture. I'm not making any of this up. It translates to business relationship. Adam and God were in partnership. God created the garden. He said, Adam, you're going to take care of it. That was partnership. Born out of that relationship. You with me so far? As Adam was doing all that God expected him to do, working on the, in the garden, the business was good. Everything was going well. God suddenly realized, hmm, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, it is not good. This is the first time God will use the word since he began creation. It is not good for a man to be alone. You see, every time we read this, we think about husband and wife. That's not what God said. God simply said, it is not good for a man to be alone. Which man? The man that is in partnership with me. The man that is working with me. The man that I have a relationship with. And the man that I have a vision for. To reflect my image in the earth. He cannot do it alone. It is not good for him to be alone. How many Christians are alone today? Like I said, you can just oppose the creation in the first Adam with the creation in the second Adam. To fulfill this, we have to. That's our mirror. God suddenly realized 
not suddenly to him, it was part of the plan, that the relationship between me and Adam is good. This business relationship is good. Business is good. Everything is working. But how about we multiply it? If we invite someone else to join this relationship, that's what God is saying. And God was the initiator. It was his thought. It was his idea. And God created Eve. And the Bible said, he brought Eve to Adam. Prior to this, everything that God has created, he will bring them to Adam. That's how you see the partnership. To name them. The Bible said whatever God will have called it, is what Adam will call it. And it was good. <sighs> Listen to this. This will blow your mind. Until... God brought another human being into the picture. When God brought another human being, which is Eve, to join that business, to join that relationship, Adam, in my opinion, don't quote me on this. In my opinion, Adam got the name wrong. Why did I say that? In Genesis chapter 15, God said, I want to make a help, a suitable help. For Adam. When the woman was brought to Adam, Adam said, this is now the bone of my bone very sweet, and the flesh of my flesh. I can live with that. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. That has no bearing with what God was saying. God provided him help. Why was there no help reference? <laughs> Track with me before you lose me. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, did God not say what he was going to do? What did he say he was going to do? Provide a help, suitable, a suitable help. So when Adam was telling us what he received, why didn't he tell us this is a help from God? This is a suitable help. Simply said, she shall be called a woman. Because she was taken out of me. The attention of Adam shifted from God to himself. In that instance. Why in the world will you be talking about yourself when God is planning about his purpose? God said I am providing you a help. That we make sure my purpose is accomplished. You are talking about bone of your bone and flesh of your flesh. Every time you see your wife as bone of your bone and flesh of yourself, your attention has shifted. God gave you a help. 
You're talking of a bone of bone and flesh of flesh. Isn't that what we have preached all these years? Go ask Adam in chapter 3. She did not receive Eve as help. She merely saw Eve as bone of her bone and flesh of her flesh. The attention was on him, not on God. When the woman made a mistake, what did you see Adam do? He said, the woman you gave me. The woman you gave me? Are you kidding me? The error was already made when she named her. The attention has shifted onto himself instead of the purpose of God. When God planned to add a relationship to the business, it was not for Adam. It was for the purpose. And God specifically said, I'm going to provide help for my purpose. I'm going to round up with this. There's no way I can go further. Every relationship that God has brought into your life since you became born again, what did you call them? How did you see them? What did you perceive? Your family relationship, how did you take them? The church relationship that God brought into your life, how did you receive it? Did you see it as God's help? Or did you see it as something else? Your business relationship at work, the people tormenting you, how did you receive it? Did you see it as God's help? Or did you see it as something else? God clearly demonstrated the addition to the relationship that Adam and Eve had, God said is help. That's what God calls it. If Adam calls it that, that's what it will be. Because we read originally that whatsoever Adam calls them, so they are. If Adam has called Eve help, it will not be a turn, and she would have not been a turn in his flesh. What are you calling the relationships that God had added to your life since you knew Jesus? Did you see them as help from God? If not, all you're going to see is problem. And you're going to call God, it was that woman you gave me. It was that job you gave me. It was that family you brought me from. For too long, the church has missed it. We've preached it. We teach, it, teach people this. Now, the purpose of our life is that God wanted to see the earth filled with God-like men and women 
and he has provided help to make that happen. The problem with us, we have not received that help in connection with the purpose. We name it all kind of things. You think God gave you a child for you? The relationship between you and your child, is it yours? How did you receive it? So when that child is not behaving, it's without form and void, you begin to say some things. God added that child into the relationship for his own purpose. And if you have received it that way, it will have been a different story because you know that the child that a God has given unto me for this purpose, they are for science and wonder. They are to help me accomplish the purpose of God. And when I see my child that God has given unto me, added to the relationship that I had with God, that child is an addition to an already existing business. Kingdom business. Every friend that God brought into my life, I see them as help. Even if they are my crucifixion, it doesn't change the game. It is help. It is help that God has brought into my life. And I call it so. And as long as I call it so, it is so. Will you rise on your feet? We have to go back to the cradle of creation. Everything that God planned from the beginning, it was a finished work. It was completed. It was perfected. It was finished. It's a one-on-one -on -one relationship. It began with Adam. But he wanted to add more because he wanted to see the earth filled with God-like men and women. So once that is settled in your mind, then you begin to see every relationship that God brings into your life as a gift. They are brought into your life as help, suitable help. It doesn't matter how it looks or what it looks like. You call it so, it shall be so. That's how God operated with Adam. And if Adam be the first Adam, and Jesus is the second Adam, how else do you think God is going to operate? God don't change. It is the same way. I want you to talk to God this hour. I do not know what you have called 
the relationships that God has brought you into or brought unto you. But I want you to declare today what God calls them. Their help. The purpose of God for your life cannot be annulled. There is nothing the devil, anyone can do to stop it. But you need to cooperate with God. Just like he expected Adam to cooperate with him. Jesus cooperated with God. And that's why he was able to fulfill. Now he's in us. And he's teaching us and training us how to do it. How to make it happen. The world can be filled with God-like men and women. And it begins with you. As you cooperate with God, it's going to add into your life either by family relation, either through work relation, it could be fellowship relation. It doesn't matter. There's always going to be a relational factor. It is an addition that God wanted to add. And it is help. When you receive with, with help, there's going to be an agreement with heaven. Because it will be so. You will be on your way to fulfilling God's purpose. Let's talk to God. The prayer point I want you to pray is to touch on every relationship in your life and call them what God calls them. God said they are your help. I will make him a suitable help. If they are not sweet, they will be when you begin to call them suitable help. Let's talk to God this hour. Talk to God. Talk to God. It could be a relationship between you and your father. It could be a relationship between you and your child. It could be a relationship between you and your sibling. A relationship between you and your co-worker. A relationship between you and a church member. God wants you to call it so. Call it what God calls it. They are suitable help. Pronounce that they are suitable help. And God will say, yes, I agree. It is so. In the name of Jesus. While we are still standing, I just want to bless God for the direction of the service this morning and the word that God has brought to us, which is a direct continuation of what God was saying to us yesterday for those of us that were here. Pastor Shina, thank you very much for that message. <clears throat> he said, God brought Eve to Adam to be help meet or suitable to him to accomplish the purpose of God for his creation. And so for us, on the other side of the cross, we are the Eve now. Just as Eve was the bride of Adam and her job was to help her accomplish her God-given mission and task, 
So now you and I, as born-again believers, have now become the bride of Jesus. So we are to Jesus what Eve was to Adam. What does that mean? We are the helpers in partnership with Jesus to fulfill his heavenly mission. Now, what Jesus has now done is now disburse us as helpers all over the land. We are working, we are studenting, we are parenting, we are business owners. All of those titles are his disguise to get you where he wants you in partnership with him. So your job is not a job any longer. It's God's business and you are his representative on that job. Now, are you hearing what I'm saying to you? This is a game changer. We began to turn the tide yesterday trying to bring understanding to us. Now, in establishing any message, it takes a long time. So for a while, we're talking about grace, grace, what God does for you, 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 and that's good as a place for that, that's relevant, that's true. But there comes a time when having received from God, we now have a responsibility to now begin to live according to the plan of God for our lives, to further his mission and his purpose. So the game is over. So now we recognize that we are the bride of Christ as Eve was the bride of Adam. And the reason for that is because we are helpers to fulfill a heavenly mission. Period. So this is what I want to do today. And we're going to do this on Sundays now. Since we recognize that all of us are helpers at one level or the other. Whether IBM, Comcast, uh, GMC, school teaching, you're a student, you're a politician, wherever you find yourself, whatever job you have, whatever business you have, whether you're a student, you're a house parent, whatever you are doing, from the message we heard yesterday and from what we heard today, we recognize now it's not just a job, it's not just a position, we are placed there as helpers. When we are sending missionaries to China, to Zimbabwe, we bring them forward, we annoy them, we pray for them, we release them to go. And as a church, we support them, we expect them to succeed. So every Sunday, we're going to release you to your mission field. Amen. Beginning today. Amen. When you go to work tomorrow, you are going to your mission field. Amen. And you must carry that sense of purpose, that sense of mission, you must understand you are not in that position because you are good, because you are wonderful, because you are skilled. There are many more skilled people that are not in that position. God divinely placed you there because he wants to partner with you to reach and touch somebody and expand his kingdom. You must go to work with that sense of purpose. Otherwise, you are living a purposeless life. And God forbid that any of us lives a purposeless life. So from Sunday to Sunday, we may call out a group. It could be school teachers among us. It may be nurses among us. It may be lawyers among us. It may be students among us. We recognize that group. 
we lay hands on them, we bless them, and we send them out and say, when you go this week, go and be a witness for Jesus Christ. Go and be a help of Jesus in his mission. So for this first time, we're going to pray for all of us. All of us. Can we just all come to the front right now, please? And I'm saying that we could pray where you are, but I want to make a statement. So you are coming forward as if there's an altar call that's been made, because that's what it is. Pastor Shina, please come on the platform with me. We are anointing you over again, because you're already anointed. And we are speaking life upon you. Whether you are retired, you're a housewife, house parent, student, nurse, uh, whatever you do, it doesn't matter. Don't, don't even think. That's just, that's just the, the, the disguise to get you there. Forget your position. Don't even think about that. Just think of your going to work as a mission. From now on, don't ask your friend, how was work today? No, say, how was your mission today? No, 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 seriously, seriously. Our language must change. Yes, Our language must match heaven. Yes, You're an assignment. You're the heavenly assignment. God has invested his entire resources for your success. You cannot fail. The only way we fail is lacking the understanding of who we are and what the mission is. Amen. Amen. You're on a mission. Say, we are on, say, I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission. Say, like, you mean it. Say, I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission. 